Hello, and welcome to Sunday Devotionals with John and Rachel. We're so honored to have you join us as we explore God's truth and get to know him in a more authentic and intimate way. As we go through life, many of us have questions, concerns, and issues that may hinder us from fully embracing who God is and who he's called us to be. These devotionals are designed to help us navigate life and all that comes with it, learning and growing in God. So pull up a chair and grab a cup of coffee, or in my case, tea, and join us as we fellowship. So Lord, we thank you and we praise you for this day that you have ordained and designed for us. God, we thank you for waking us up for allowing us to experience life. You've, you've allowed our faculties to work. You've allowed us to be able to function. And Lord, we don't take it lightly. We thank you. We praise you for this day, God. We pray, God, that as we have assembled once more virtually, that you would meet us where we are, that you would speak your words of wisdom, your words of love, your words of strength, God, and even your words of correction, oh God. I pray, God, that we would have ears to hear, God. We've been talking about our senses, and I pray, God, that you would fine-tune our sense of hearing so that we might be able to hear with an inner ear what you have to say to us, God. I pray, God, that you would be glorified this morning in this session. In Jesus' name, amen. So Romans 12, 1 and 2, I'm actually going to read it from the Amplified Version. And this is one of my favorite versions to read from or translations to read from because it really breaks down certain words and it allows you to understand exactly what the scripture is saying. So I'm going to read it from that translation and it reads, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God to present your bodies dedicating all of yourselves set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical or intelligent act of worship. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So the top of the year, we definitely wanted to highlight focus and finding our purpose. You know, a lot of times, you know, we, when we come to the knowledge of Christ, you know, we get over that initial hump of realizing, okay, I need, I need you, God. I, I, I need to come into fellowship with you. I need you to completely change my life and make me a new creature in you. But once you get to that point, then a lot of times you're, you're left going, now what? what? What do I do with my life? What do I do with what you've given me, what you've put inside of me? So, we have really consecrated this year, especially the beginning of the year and focusing and realizing. And for some of us, we may have an idea of what our purpose is, but just realizing on a deeper level what our purpose is. And for some of you, I know for me, 2021, the first month hasn't even concluded and I'm already like, all right, it's presenting distractions and challenges and 
and, and obstacles. So there, there are things that we are being presented with that would make us go, okay, God, I, I don't know if I could do the rest of these 11 months because what I've been faced with already and what the world, the state of the world is in is already causing me to just want to sit down and give up. But God is calling us his people and he's challenging us rather to be able to rise above it and be who he's called us to be in the earth so that he can accomplish his will for the earth. And he's using us. We're his hands, we're his mouth, his body, his arms. So we have to be in a place where we can be used of him. In the beginning of that passage, Paul, he urges, he starts by urging the Romans and the word urge. When I think of the word urge, I think of a strong admonishment. So it wasn't something that he just kind of lightheartedly suggested. This was a strong, strong suggestion that he was presenting to the Romans. You know, during this very similarly, the time of the Romans, it, it, it was filled with pretty a lot of what we are dealing with today with, with society and, and what's the norm, what's accepted, what. Uh, is status quo for the world. So similarly to what we are dealing with today, Paul was urging the Romans, listen, I understand what you're experiencing on the outside, but I'm strongly urging you, strongly encouraging you that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. So that's the first thing that he says to them. He says, present your bodies as living sacrifices sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So this is what we owe God just by being alive. He's given us breath. He's poured into us. He's given us the things we need. This is our reasonable service to present our bodies as living sacrifices. And, and when I think about the phrase living sacrifice, it almost doesn't make sense. It's a paradox because in the Old Testament, they dealt with sacrifices and the temple and the priest would sacrifice. It was something that was dead, right? When you sacrifice or put something on the altar, it's dead. But yet he's urging the Romans and us to present our bodies as living sacrifices. So that means what is dead and what is alive. So we are, of course, we're alive naturally, but what needs to be dead is the flesh, right? That carnal nature inside of us that wants to stay alive. That's the part that he's saying you need to present as a sacrifice so that what's left living is the spirit that's inside that comes from God. We are in a season where not even just the season, it's just the mentality of the world around us in this day and age to sort of gratify our flesh and our, our sinful desires. And we're being told now by the world and by television and, and through music, we're being told that our sinful desires are okay, but we know that's not the case. So I want to highlight three points um, in these two passages that I believe um, we can glean from and walk away with to help us, you know, in our everyday life. The first of the three is do not conform. So after Paul urges the Romans and he tells them, present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable. He then goes on to say, and be not conformed to this world. That lets me know that there is a temptation to conform. 
And especially nowadays with everything going on, you know, I think a lot of people in this country and even in the world have adapted a sort of mob mentality. You know, we've got something called cancel culture, right? You know, where if somebody does something that people deem inappropriate or people deem not good or for whatever reason, they're not feeling it, they'll cancel you, right? It's the cancel culture of this day and age. And so it would be a temptation for us to fall in line with where the flow of society is going, right? But he's telling us, do not conform. And when I was thinking about what conformity means, uh, okay, so what does it mean to conform? Conform means to behave accordingly to socially acceptable conventions or standards, right? So again, we have the pressure to conform. And a lot of times, you know, uh, especially with our relationships with people that are not saved, you know, there's a a tendency, and I know I've struggled with it in the past, where you kind of don't want to turn people off. So you may go along with the flow and be and, and try and appear agreeable so that they don't feel like, OK, well, you're stepping on their toes. But in this day and time and in this season, God is calling us to not conform. And there's a reason why we can't conform, because we basically have to be the image of God in the earth. So if we are conforming, then that would not be the image of God in the earth. So we have to make sure we do not conform to this world. Of course, Paul is not saying to not conform to the physical world. Some people may say, "Okay, well, I have to go to work. That's a part of this world. I have to shop. I have to, uh, you know, do the things that every other human being does. And that's true. And that but that's not what Paul is saying. He's saying don't conform to the thought process, the idea of the world. Don't conform to uh, the mentality of the world. Don't conform to what society is making you or, or, or tempting you to believe is correct, the way the world thinks. So that's number one. Number two, we must transform. So in order to not conform, you have to transform. And that was the second thing that Paul admonishes the Romans after he says, be not conformed to this world but be ye transformed. So a lot of times when we're presented with the gospel as an unbeliever or a sinner, people will say things like you can come as you are and God accepts you for who you are. And that's true. God definitely accepts us flaws and all, but he does not expect us to stay the way we were. So in coming to Christ, there's a transformation that needs to take place in order for us to be able to be who he's called us to be. So it's not enough for us to just be able to to say, okay, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for accepting me and for loving me as I am and accepting my flaws. And we'll say things like, God, you created me. You know who I am. You You know the things about me that I can't change. And that's true. But the fact of the matter is you can't change them, but he can. And it's through the transformation that takes place once you come into a realization of him and you accept him. Now, the question is, how does that transformation take place? And that's through number three, the renewing of our mind. Right. He goes, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. And how do we renew our mind? This is where. 
our senses come into play. And, and the, the, you know, if there was to be a connection between uh, this session and the ones that we've been doing in the past, it would be this, that, you know, we, when we were talking about our senses, we were talking about the fact that all of our senses go through our brain, right? So our nervous system is what causes us to experience the world, right? So we experience through our eyes, our nose, our ears, but all of the stimuli that we are inputting or that we are taking in, they must go back and forth to the brain. So the brain is basically that executive system that controls what comes in, gets interpreted and comes out, right? So transforming ourselves by the renewing of our mind, that tells me or that suggests to me that then our mind is what needs to be the focus. I know with some people when they have brain injuries or when they have issues going chemically, when things are going on in the brain, it can affect our senses. So there are people with brain injuries that lose the sense of smell or they, their eyesight may be affected. So that lets me know the importance of what the brain really does. This is why it is key to renew your mind so that what you take in sensory wise will be able to be interpreted the right way and cause the right response to whatever stimuli. So taking into it like we always do, you know, we start with the natural, but also bringing it into the spiritual. What we're taking in and what we're experiencing through the world and what our ears are hearing and what we're allowing to pass through our eye gates and what we're allowing to be put in our mouths, to be consumed, right? To taste what we are allowing ourselves to touch and come in contact with. If our mind is not right, we will not be able to interpret what we are experiencing. And not only does the brain cause you to interpret and compute those things that you input or that you take in, but it also affects how you respond to it. So if I, with my ears, I hear a sound and it's a certain sound, my brain will tell me that's a siren. Okay. That means there's danger. So then my response would be because of what's going on in my brain. My response is, let me get out of the way, right? When you're driving, you hear a siren, you immediately pull over to the side and let the, the ambulance go by because your brain has told you, you heard the siren, it means danger, now move out the way. The same in the spirit. When we are taking in those things in the world and, and there's so many distractions and there's so, so much noise and there are so many things that we are uh, taking in through our eye gates, through what we're seeing, through the news. And I keep, t I, I tell my parents and, and other people, you know, close to me, cut the news off because what you are seeing and hearing, if your mind is not right and you're not able to handle it and you're not in the same, and you're not in the right place, your response is not going to be what it needs to be. Right? So we are called to renew our mind. So how can we renew our mind? Philippians four and eight says, finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute. If there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think 
continually on these things. So center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. I'm pretty sure oftentimes because our brain is so used to certain things, we may assume something that is not really there, or we may think we're hearing something that's not really there, or we may, because we are so, uh, this is a better example, because we're so used to something and we're so used to seeing the, the same thing in the same place. Like you ever been in a room and you, there's a chair in one corner and it stays in that corner. Your brain has been programmed to always see that chair in that corner. So after a while, you don't even realize whether or not you're looking, you're actively looking to see if the chair is in the corner because your brain has already followed with that pattern of the chair is in the corner. And one day somebody may move that chair. You come into the room and you sit down automatically assuming that the chair will be there. And it's not because your brain tells you, oh, the chair is there. It's there all the time. We don't actively look and see is the chair there, which will cause us to say, okay, the chair is there. It's normally always there. Let me just sit down. And that's when you fall. So what am I saying? When, when we don't renew our mind and we don't actively engage and Look every time rather than looking in the corner every single time you come in the room. Don't just assume actively look and let your brain and your mind engage the same thing in the spirit, especially in this day and and time. We cannot afford to go on autopilot and let our brain just run. We have to constantly renew our mind because what would come natural to us And the thought processes and the way we're thinking naturally will cause us to stumble. It will cause us to fall. It will cause us to assume things that may not be there. We may hear things that we think we're hearing, but it's really not that. Or you think you're hearing one thing, but it's really another because your brain is not in the place to be able to properly compute and properly assess what it is it's taking in. So this is why, you know, I spent so much time rather than going through each one with with the same intensity. I wanted to focus specifically on renewing our mind, because in this season I'm saying it and I'm speaking it out. But I'm also intaking it because Lord knows it is a constant struggle with everything going on in the world, with the constant distractions the constant bombardment of bad news, the constant bombardment of immorality that is in the world today. I mean, we are literally calling evil good and good evil. And the temptation for us, again, is to conform. But God is challenging us to not conform to this world but to be transformed and we're not transformed into another random image. When we're transformed, we're transformed into the image of God. That's who you should look like. Second Corinthians three, I'll start at the 13th verse. It says, we are not like Moses. We who put a covering over his face. He covered his face so that the people of Israel would not see it. The glory was disappearing and Moses did not want them to see it. end. But their minds were closed 
And even today, when those people read the writings of the old agreement, that same covering hides the meaning. That covering has not been removed for them. It is taken away only through Christ. So basically we're blinded by our old sinful nature and what we thought was what we were seeing. And it's only through Christ that that veil is torn and we're able to see things for what they really are. Yes, even today, when they read the law of Moses, there is a covering over their minds. But when someone changes and the original text, it says is transformed and follows the Lord, that covering is taken away. The Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and our faces are not covered. We all show the Lord's glory and we are being changed or transformed to be like him. This change in us brings more and more glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the spirit. So again, we're being transformed not to look like who we we think, Okay, I want to look like this person or I want to look like that. No, we're being transformed to look like the image of God from glory to glory. Right. So that what people see when they look at us is not us because you sure don't need to even with my best beat. Even with beating my face the best I possibly can with all the Mac products in the world, y'all don't need to see me. Y'all need to see Christ. Right. And the same goes with everybody. So when we're in the world, we're called to be a representation of who he is. So when we are being transformed, we're being transformed into the image of Christ. And then lastly, we are called to renew our minds. And this to me is one of the, if not the most important and vital of the three points is because if you, when you say the word renew, that suggests that you were once in a place and for whatever reason you fell off or you fell away or something, or it lapsed. I think about like, you know, when you renew a license or you renew your passport, it usually means you let it lapse or it just expired. Right. But that tells me that there was an initial happening that took place. And over the course of time and and whatever else you were dealing with, it expired and there was a need for you to renew it. Some of us, we were in a place with God and our minds were in a place where we were able to think on whatsoever things were lovely. And we were telling ourselves to th- and we were reminding ourselves constantly and meditating and thinking about what the word of God says. And we were thinking about whatsoever things were of good report. And then we let the cares of life distract us and we let our senses take hold and we didn't let our brain and our mind be renewed. And it caused us to fall back. Right. And it happens to all of us. It happens to me. It's a constant struggle, but we're called to renew. And it's not that hard. It's just getting back up and putting on the mind of Christ again and reminding yourself to renew your mind and reminding yourself to continually meditate on whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever thing. What does God say? Ultimately, that's the question we need to ask ourselves all the time, repeatedly, like day and night, minute by minute, what is God saying? And meditate and think on that. 
So if you can walk away with anything today, it would be do not conform to this world. Be transformed into the image of Christ by the renewing of your mind. And lastly, at the end of that passage, it says, so that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And like I said, in the beginning of the session, we've dedicated this year and especially the top of the year in concentrating and focusing and finding our purpose. Right. We want we want to stay focused. We want our eyes fixated on Christ. We want to come into a full realization of what our purpose is and carry it out. Right. And the only way we're going to be able to do that is by not conforming by transforming ourselves into the image of Christ and renewing our mind so that whatever purpose God has intended for us, whatever that is for you and whatever that is for me, we will be able to carry it out and present it to God. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by what we shared. You can follow us at Sunday Devotionals on Instagram and like us on Facebook where we can continue our discussions and keep in touch. We love you all and pray God continues to bless and keep you.